Hello there, my friends, and welcome back to another episode of Thanks, Morris. I am Marie, the SLP. I've been a little MIA, I'm not gonna lie. A lot has been happening in both the small business slash journal shop world, as well as the speech pathologist world, because my students, my school is in the process of reopening. So our preschoolers are back to an in-person cohort style model. There's been a lot for me to learn, lots of new ways to go about therapy with, you know, various restrictions that are in place right now for everybody's safety. So Thank you for being patient with me and getting another episode out. I also, you know, I had every intention to get an episode out last week and I was having major technical difficulties. I apologize for my audio if it sounds a little different because um, my microphone, as I went to plug it in right now, uh, my microphone decided it didn't want to work. And so (laughs) we're just going to roll with it. It's kind of been one of those days and I'm okay with it, you know, and I think it's appropriate, you know, and I see all these little things happening in a day that are overwhelming. I just, I just got out of a shower. I came straight home from work, got in the shower, had a little bit of a cry and I'm good. I'm ready to talk about protecting our energy this week on social media. I've been very, very vocal about how important it is to protect our energy. I've been trying to share not only my experiences, but honestly teach lessons based on what I've learned in terms of how important, you know, self-awareness and thinking of the energy we're bringing into other situations is in terms of living our best life and focusing on, you know, functioning at our highest frequency. And so I, I've seen it in myself really take a shift. Of course, gratitude is in there. It's part of what helps me protect and sustain a good energy and bring good energy into situations that maybe are a little bit more tense or just any situation. But, you know, I want to just talk about this, not in in taking the gratitude away, but in understanding, you know, of course, gratitude is a huge part of my foundation in terms of mindfulness. I believe, you know, when you can walk through life truly grateful that, you know, you, you can lead a life that has less fear, it has less, um, I guess, what would be the term? Less greed, obviously. You know, you come from a place of enough. Less uh, uh, closed-mindedness. You know, you're more open to others' perspectives. You're more accepting of differences. You are celebrating, really, not even just accepting, but when you can come from that place of gratitude, you're celebrating differences. Um, And so I want to just kind of talk, talk more on, now look at the side of, protecting our energy. What does that mean? Um, And how can we go about protecting it? So what does it mean, first of all, you know, to have an energy? Um, You know, and I think about it for me or from what I've talked about with other mindfulness, uh, you know, well, how would you say it? Fanatics, I guess, like myself. Um, When I listen to podcasts, you know, when I read my, my books that inspire me to practice certain things, I think of our energy as as part of our, maybe you could say our soul or who we are, it is what we bring with us when we encounter another human or situation. Um, It can be, you know, in any sort of, you know, it's like we think of our moods. We might be in a specific mood. Well, we might be carrying around a specific energy with us on any given day at any given moment. You know, things happen that make us react. Our emotions and our feelings are definitely tied into the energy we carry. And so it's really important because, you know, when we're communicating with others, when things affect us emotionally, um, it's important to be self-aware. It's important to know 
How do we function at our highest? How can we subjectively, you know, bring in um, the best energy that we can? And I think about it, especially as an SLP, but also as a daughter, as a sister, as a girlfriend, a friend, you know, what kind of energy am I bringing to my students so they can thrive? What kind of energy am I bringing to my boyfriend after a day of work that maybe was overwhelming? You know, he's had a great day being creative and, and, and making music and I might be overwhelmed after four IEP meetings in a row. What kind of energy do I bring? How does that affect his energy? So I want to talk about this. Um, first, I'll take, I, I kind of, the way I think about it is a series of steps. So step one, there's like five, but there's honestly more steps but five that really speak to me. So step one would just be understanding that you have energy, that you are energy and understanding that it, that you, your mind, you, you know, everything have a lot of control over your energy. Really, if I were, you know, if I can be so honest, in my opinion, you have ultimate control. Things happen in our environments, quick things, things that quickly change how we react. Um, but we, you know, especially as adults, I feel, you know, we, we may not control it so immediately in the moment, um, how we react or, you know, how our energy shifts and we might let that be known. We might, you know, change the entire energy of a room more negatively or anything like that. But at the end of the day, you know, it was our being, our mind, you know, our, ourselves that shifted that energy, um, So just knowing that you are the one that can bring that energy in. That's the first step here is just understanding that because you, you know, the way I came to understand it, really fully understand it was not that long ago. I mean, I always understood it, I guess, but not, like I said, not fully. Uh, Not too long ago, I was having just, I kind of had a really bad couple of weeks just where I was really down and I was bringing in this tense, anxious energy. And I really noticed it with my boyfriend because he was really the person at the time I saw the most. And I just noticed and I, and one day I just realized after, you know, maybe three weeks of this, I just felt so bad. I felt guilty and I hate feeling guilt. If there's one thing, if there's one emotion or feeling that I could do without, like, it would be guilt. Um, I'll be honest, you know, sadness, happy, you know, all those different emotions I think are great. They keep us in check and, you know, guilt has its place, I'm sure. But for me, I'm just like, when I start to feel guilt, that's when I know, that's when I truly know in myself, like, okay, I have to make a shift. I have to change. Cause this is not a feeling I want to have. Um, and I was just feeling really guilty because I noticed that every time I came over, our, the energy shifted. Like he'd be really happy and stuff and I would be down in the dumps. And um, I just hated seeing him go down in the dumps after I was. And so I remember just one day I came home after work um, instead of going to his house. And I was like, I don't even want to like call him right now because I know how I'm feeling and this isn't, I don't want to bring him down again. I'm done doing that. And I had a little dance party in my room. I did some yoga. I really just spent the night focusing on myself, reflecting, journaling, and realizing that this energy that I have is so powerful that it can affect another human being. Now, does Mark need to let me affect him? No, that's in his control. But in my opinion, you know, it's not fair for me to bring in a negative energy into a situation with a person that I love, that I want to nurture, that I want to lift up. Um, 
And the same thing would go for my students. I want them to thrive. I don't want to be putting a negative energy into anything that I do with them. And I really, really try not to. And so when I think about merging my SLP self with, you know, myself at home, that's a great way for me to learn from my SLP self and kind of take in um, those skills and, and figure out, okay, what am I doing in this situation to help me thrive on a good frequency? Uh, because I'm obviously really care about doing that for my kids, my students. So that's step one, understand you have energy. There's a lot more I could say with that. Um, I should have probably just read the Instagram post that I posted today because I had it all nice and laid out. I'm actually going to, uh, to pull it up and make sure I didn't miss anything in that because, you know, when I, of course, when I posted on Instagram, I was really, really thinking it through. And then, um, I, uh, I failed to tell you everything, right? But yeah, focus, understanding your energy is yours in capitals W I'm sorry, W. Oh my gosh. Can you tell it's been a long day? Your energy is yours. Capital Y O U R S. Um, okay. So let's get into, I've got this little three step, three step formula. Now you can find a free handout at thanksmorris.com. Actually, if you're not on my email list, and you want to sign up, you'll get that straight into your inbox after you sign up for my email list. It's an easier way to find it, but um, you can find it in my shop at thanksmorris.com too. It's a free protecting my energy worksheet. And I have steps three, four, and five. No, I'm sorry. Steps two, three, and four basically lifted, listed out on this worksheet because the next step after you understand that your energy is yours you want to take time now to heighten and to build your self-awareness. So you want to think of the things that raise your frequency. It's really things that put you in a good mood, things that daily make you smile or laugh. Um, and when you think of them, you smile or laugh, or you can put yourself in that headspace of like, okay, when I'm taking a dance break, oh, okay, wait, I can feel it now. I feel like I'm in a dance break because I just know how that feels when I do that, when I move my body. Um, so you think of, you know, I, I recommend three to five things. I think that's a good start. You can always list more. You can list one. It's really up to you, but that's the next thing. Just, just focus, just center your awareness on the things that make you feel good. The things that make you thrive, um, you know, and, and focus on them and, and write them down. Things that you can do, like I said, on a daily basis right now, right here, right now, you know, um, and then uh, after that, what you'll do, you'll go into step three and you'll think of things that lower your frequency. So the reason, obviously, I very um, intentionally put these in this order. I want you to think of things that raise your frequency before going straight into a list of this doesn't, this doesn't, this doesn't. Because sometimes, I think when we go into self-reflection, you know, sometimes it is just I don't know if it's human nature or what it is, but I know for myself, sometimes it's easier to list the things that maybe go wrong versus what might go right, right? Um, it's not always the case. And I think I've trained my mind to do the opposite, but that takes practice. And so that's why I did it out. I listed it out this way. Think of the things that you can do, things that make you smile. And then, you know, go into things that lower your frequency because you should list these. These are important too, because it helps your self-awareness because then when you're in a situation and something is lowering your frequency, you can pinpoint it. You can pinpoint that thought that directly is like, just shoots you down a couple serotonin levels that I'm, by the way, I know biologically and like scientifically that makes no sense. But in my mind, when I think of serotonin levels, like the way I 
artistically have it drawn out in my mind. I just imagine the thermometer when you have serotonin boosts and then you have a decrease. Okay. Just, just bear with me there, but I had to, I had to lay it out like that. So you can kind of see where my mind goes. So list those three to five things or more that lower your frequency. Why do you list those things again? So you can build a heightened awareness because now you have things, you know, raise your frequency, things that when you do them, they make you your, your best self. And then you have things that lower it and you know what lowers it doesn't mean that you have to focus on it. It doesn't mean you have to say, yeah, I really hate when that happens. You don't have to do any of that, but you can focus on, okay, this thing really, you know, I, I really know now when it happens that I am just not my best because then that gets us into step four, which is thinking of things that you can intentionally do to protect your energy. So look at that list, that first list. Okay. I can definitely do these things, these, this, this, and this, and I can do it when this or this or this happens. So you're kind of taking both lists and saying, okay, this is what would work. This is what wouldn't work for this situation or whatever. And you're just giving yourself some tools, something to either physically look back on, or even just keep in your mind. You know, for me, I've learned when I, when I get emails, um, that I don't like at work, I have to take a walk. So I get an email, it immediately, you know, a night, one that, you know, maybe, um, I don't agree with or whatever that lowers my frequency. I can't control that. And I'm not saying you're listing the things that lower your frequency because now you can control them not happening. No, no, no. I should make sure I say that I'm having you list them again. So you are aware and not, um, letting them not letting them fester or not letting them keep you at that lower frequency. It's so that way you can come back with, okay, I know like I get a really, you know, maybe nasty email, right? Um, as far as like, you know, getting called out about something at work that sometimes doesn't sit well with me, right? Getting criticized or whatever. And um, I have to go take a walk, you know, and maybe it's sometimes just an email, a situation isn't working out the way I want at work, you know, as part of a team and you know, it's not going my way and I have to be okay with it because the powers that be say so. And so I have to take a walk, right? Um, that really helps me when I have sessions that don't go the way I want them to, which is typical. And, and now I, I don't really do this as much, but, um, sometimes I'll still, you know, when I, when a, <laughs> when a child's maybe not having it that day and, or whatever, like I just have learned just to find something to laugh at. Um, not about the student, obviously, but just like after their session, like go look up something funny, a funny meme or something like that. So there, there's just ways I've learned that I can maybe not cope, but just bring my energy back up. Um, and so when you think about those things you can intentionally do, it's really important to remember it's not because you're trying to maybe change the environment because sometimes we can't control it. Sometimes you can change the environment. Sometimes it's as simple as lighting a candle. That's okay. Sometimes um, you know, it's, it's, it's drinking water. Maybe you're really like one day you feel really off. Sometimes just drinking some water is just so super helpful. Sometimes it's splashing cold water on your face. You know, there's lots of different things. Um, so that, that, those are the, 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 sorry, those are my, like those three steps to protecting your energy, but they come with first knowing that you can, um, that you have energy, that your energy is yours, that you can protect it, that you have that power. It's very empowering when you really do accept that, believe it, and then move forward with doing the next three, listing the things that raise your frequency, listing the things that lower your frequency, and then listing the things you can intentionally do to protect your energy. Again, you can find that handout on my website for free. 
Um, that is your resource. You keep it, you do what you want with it, hang it on your wall, put it in your wallet. I don't know. Okay. But then I want to go into number five. This is something I had an aha moment about it last night. I was listening to on YouTube, this amazing human, uh, Rachel from speech with Rach actually shared him with me. Um, if you know, Nicholas Ashbaugh on, um, YouTube, he was talking about energy. He was talking about it in terms of, um, uh, doing like he was doing a card reading for the month of March for Sagittarius and I'm Sagittarius. So I wanted to listen and just kind of see what he had to say. He, it was very relevant for me. It was very perfect and spot on. And I was very good, had chills the whole conversation or the whole time he was talking, but something he said had to do with protecting our energy. And I thought, Oh my God, I am literally talking about that right now. I have to share this with you guys. He was talking and I, I fully believe this because I've said it before about goals. I've said it about when we're setting goals and being intentional with goal setting. One of the really important things to do when we set long-term goals is be okay with them changing. Be okay with changing your mind. Be flexible with yourself because, you know, as you grow, as you learn things, as you find new interests, sometimes your goals change and it's totally okay. You don't have to be tunnel visioned if it doesn't work for you. Well, he says, and I believe the same thing works for your energy. You might list three to five things that protect your energy right now or things that raise your frequency, but maybe even within a week's time that changes, maybe within a month or a year's time that changes. So when you have these worksheets and that's part of why I love, I was like, oh my gosh, how perfect that I made a worksheet that you could, you know, switch out every once in a while and kind of revisit. So that way you can be like, oh, okay, wait, this isn't working for me anymore. Oh, I haven't done, done a dance break. And now that I think about it, I don't really want to do those anymore. You know, whatever it is, but he was saying you have to be okay with releasing those. And I think that's step five in just that understanding. Again, it's awareness. Oh, be aware that whatever raises your frequency could change. And be okay with releasing it. Be okay with retiring that strategy or that method, however you want to think about it. Um, because we, we change as humans. That's just how it goes. You might move and completely change your physical environment. You know, you might go from the beach to the mountains. And whatever might have worked for you at the beach stopped working. So you moved to the mountains. Um, and, you know, now something about that environment raises your frequency. So, I mean, and, and that's just me kind of putting it into a very physical vis, vis, visual for you. But really, like, it, you know, it just comes down to maybe it's a way you meditate that needs to be retired and things like that. Um, one more thing that he said that I found very, very helpful, especially today. It was an overwhelming day at work. I've got, you know, um, some outside, you know, things happening with close friends that I'm really just focusing on and praying about. And, um, so that was kind of where my focus was all day at work. And I, you know, just felt like a spaz, I guess. And I was remembering something he talked about in the same talk about releasing energy. So just, I'm going to end on this note. I just want you to think about, you know, when you have energy, whether it's, um, you know, really excited, you know, you feel like a ball of excited energy, whether it's, um, you know, really you're, it's tumultuous. If you have a lot of turmoil or tension inside or anxious energy, whether it's anger or whatever the energy is, un just be aware that you have that energy and be okay with releasing it. Um, today I came home and I just cried. It felt so good. Um, 
And, and in understanding I was releasing that energy, I just let myself do what I needed to do. I felt my feelings and I cried and I understood, oh, I'm releasing this energy. And I took some deep breaths. Now, do I feel a hundred percent? Okay. I'm back to homeostasis. No, I still have, you know, a level of tension and anxiety and, and concern right now, but I just am trusting in this process. And I'm trusting in the fact that there's energy in me and it can continue to be released as I go on through my evening. Um, so there you go. <laughs> that is the, that is the podcast for today. Um, I'm trying to keep it, you know, clo- as close to 20 minutes here as possible. So I just want to say thank you for listening. I also want to say thank you for, um, you know, coming on along with me this week on a week of, of discussing this energy. It's a really big topic for me. I really kind of want to stretch it into two weeks of conversation. Um, and I will definitely do more podcasts on it because, you know, as I learn, because I'm still learning, this is kind of like a beginning learner stage of all of this for me. And it's so important. It's so empowering. And I just hope that, you know, it resonates with somebody out there listening. So make sure you let me know. I always enjoy a good, a good, um, DM or a shout out or anything on Instagram so I can shout you out back. Um, also the rate ratings, reviews, and, and everything like that on Apple and Spotify really, really help because when you do that, they help more people hear this. And if this is a message you're like, I really like this, or I want to share this with a friend, feel free, um, you know, to share it and, and, pass it along. All right. All right, my friends, I am sending you love and light, all the joy and magic in the world. And, uh, you know, love you all. Talk to you next week.